A charge to keep. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, my friends. We are moving on today in 1 Timothy, finishing the chapter as we look at verses 18 through 20. And uh, in this particular section of verses, Paul issues a charge to his apprentice in the faith, Timothy, uh, to hold steadfast um, to faith and a good conscience. And those are good words. Uh, We'll unpack the passage a little further. Um, But before we do that, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you once again that you have seen us through another week. Uh, We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for your word. We're grateful for this moment we have to pause and listen and wait. And we pray that you would just meet us in a special way today as we study your word together. Thank you so much, Lord God, for the weekend and the gift of rest and recreation. And we pray that we'll just have a great time with our friends and loved ones and that we'll find some moments to rest and enjoy uh, life. And so we give you thanks. Speak through your word today, we pray in your mighty name. Amen. All right, 1 Timothy 1, 18 through 20. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith in a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. And so, um, Paul, the older mentor in the faith, uh, the church planter, the evangelist, uh, has been working with his son in the faith, Timothy. Obviously, Paul would only invest himself in someone that he saw great promise in. And so it says a lot about Timothy that Paul was invested in him and in his ministry and in the development of Timothy as a ministry leader. Um, He saw something in Timothy that was worth investing in. And Timothy evidenced a strong faith from his childhood as he was raised and mentored in the faith by his mother and grandmother. Um, And so uh, Paul knew of that um, sort of pedigree early on in Timothy's life. And uh, he evidences something here that's interesting about prophecies that had previously been made about Timothy. Um, and it's interesting when someone close to the Lord, who's also close to us, has a word in the Lord for us. We always want to weigh what someone else sees in us or says about us in the spirit against the word of God. And, uh, if it's consistent with the word, if it appears to be consistent with the gifts and graces that we Uh, since the Holy Spirit has empowered us with. Um, And if it's consistent with the will of God, then I would say be receptive to that word. Um, I I think it's important that anyone speaking a word over us uh, have a significant investment in our life, have uh, some history with us uh, in life, 
be a trusted person and one whose word we respect and who has a consistent uh, walk of faith with Jesus. Um, I have run into uh, random experiences where someone who I do not know, who I do not have any background with, wants to speak a word over me. And, and I haven't always been receptive to that in the sense that I'm not sure <laughs> what they want to say over my life is a word from the Lord. Um, and so I'm cautious uh, as on these matters of someone speaking a prophetic word. Although I embrace the fact that it's, um, it's possible uh, someone close to me who loves the Lord and evidences mature faith may have a word to speak over me. Um, but nonetheless, Paul charges Timothy and entrusts Timothy with this charge uh, that he would continue to wage the good warfare. In other words, uh, that he would stay in the battle, uh, that he would continue uh, the march of faith and continue faithfully executing his office as a minister of the gospel, as, a, as an evangelist, as a pastor as a church planter, and that he would not grow weary in that calling, but that he would hold to faith and a good conscience. In other words, that he would do his work in the Lord, uh, holding fast to faith in Jesus and maintaining a good conscience, not having any reason to look over his shoulder. Uh, when you're in leadership and, and you're doing some squirrely things, uh, you ought to be looking over your shoulder. You ought to be worried about uh, who's picking up on some of those uh, improper motives for leadership. And you ought to be called to account for those things. But if you're operating in the Lord and you're calling and you're uh, of good faith and you have no reason uh, to worry about uh, people discovering uh, faults and failures that you're trying to cover up, then you ought to just continue on uh, strongly in the Lord's service. Uh, and you have no worries <laughs> uh, because you are of good conscience. What a gift a good and clean conscience is uh, for those in leadership and just in general. It takes a whole layer of anxiety and fear out of the mix because you know that you're operating in good faith and good conscience. You don't have anything to hide. You don't have to worry about your deeds catching up to you. Um, it's a gift. And so would that we maintain lives of good faith and conscience. He says, uh, by way of warning, that some have rejected uh, this approach and have made shipwreck of their faith. Um, and that's the reality. When we're not operating in faith and good conscience, that's exactly what happens. We make a shipwreck of our faith. We ruin our witness. We... Uh, negatively impact the cause of Christ. And he names some people, Hymenius and Alexander. Paul's not messing around. He's calling people out by name. And he says that he's handed them over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Now, they may not have been specifically blaspheming by their words, but by their actions. They're making a blasphemous declaration. And so Paul has allowed them to go through... Uh, Satan's testings, actually handed them over to Satan's testings and trials that they might be refined and they might learn not to blaspheme. That's a powerful thing. Uh, 
Um, when a leader in the church says, let the enemy have his way with you. <laughs> uh, Paul was obviously exasperated with Hymenaeus and Alexander and the deeds and actions that they were known for. And at one time, it sounds to me like they were trusted associates, but Paul was um, uh, happy to see them going through a time of testing that they might um, that they might learn not to go against uh, this matter of doing their work in the Lord with good faith and conscience. Well, my friends, uh, chapter one is completed. Uh, we will pick up next week in chapter two as we continue to move on in our study of First Timothy. I pray that uh, the Lord would speak into your hearts today as you continue to consider these words, and that you'll have a great weekend. God bless.